0: Okay, we're on.
1: Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> Episode
0: 13. Episode 13. Is that a – it It's a un- lucky number, say, mate. Is it unlucky or lucky? You know, I actually was at a motel recently where they, they didn't – It was actually – I think it was Broken Hill. They did not have the number 13. Oh. It went from 12 to 14. Oh, wow. Yeah. That would confuse delivery. Yeah. Plans. I don't know. Is 13 number 14? You know? You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> Welcome to Chris and Sarah. Weather pants. <laughs>
0: And we're back. How are you doing, Sarah Gaul? I'm good. I haven't seen you for ages. It's been ages. I did take a week off and I went down to the south coast, God's country. You did. And it was beautiful? Jaroa. I, if I could find a way to live there, I think I'd do it. Is it one of those places where real estate is like, boo? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, rolling green hills oh. to the crystal blue waters. Um, just exquisite... Just exquisite seaside vibes. I love that. And I love a positive seaside energy because I watch so much
1: BBC crime drama. Whenever someone's murdered in a British town by the seaside, it's very sinister.
0: Uh huh. You know, and like.
1: It's very grey. I yeah. say this because I'm in the middle of rewatching Broadchurch.
0: Oh, okay. And the
1: detectives wear cardigans and look out over the ocean. And it's oh, very sinister. I can so see that. I love a, a beautiful seaside. I don't think we get enough of it.
0: Yeah. Well, this was – I didn't feel any sinister vibes. You know, I can't speak for everyone. but It doesn't uh, give sinister. <laughs> it didn't. It was the best. I had a good time. I, I'll tell you what I finally did, and this is actually pertinent
1: to the podcast. I finally read a book recommended by many of our listeners and, in fact, yourself – um, and ah, that is, um, the river, secret uh, river. No, a room. I'm just making sure again, a, a room, room made of leaves. leaves. Ah. Yes. Cause we mentioned many, many episodes back, Elizabeth MacArthur, you did oh, in yeah. a story and about three listeners wrote in that week and was like, you have to read this book by Kate, Kate Grenville called a room made of leaves. And then you were like, I love that book. Mm. So I finally got it from the library. I finally got around to reading it and it was great. Oh, Nice. It was great. Like we think we have a tough, whoo, coming yeah. over. We to- do. <laughs> okay but we've never done like the uh the the uk to australia like shitty, no. shitty boat ride true that whilst pregnant yeah like locked up in a weird cabin i like, suppose
0: i probably wouldn't love that there'd be a lot not to love about that i mean i can't even do a modern cruise ship <laughs> I can't either unless I'm paid to. Um, <laughs>
1: but it was great. It was um, – I learnt a lot and I learnt afterwards that it's uh, entirely fictional but just based on a few bits and bobs yeah. from history. Um, but I really enjoyed that. So thank you so much to recommend, Good for one. recommending it. Uh, if you have any other shit we should read, please. Uh, yeah. Please hit us let up. Us know.
0: Um, I have to mention that I did Newcastle Comedy Club with oh my show. Oh my god, it sold out. Pants moment. I was so it was my pants moment mm. for possibly the month. Mm. Um, the best crowd they were. A tinderbox, Sarah. They Mm -hmm. were on fire from the moment I stepped in. But of course, because you're very good. No, no, no. They don't give yourself enough credit. Oh, look, it was all right. I'm all right. But they didn't even necessarily know me, some Mm -hmm. of them. They were just going on faith. One woman, when she came in with a couple of friends, she goes, You better be good. Oh, no. And I was like, Oh, I reckon it'll be all right, mate. Don't worry about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Did I ever tell you about the corporate, like, charity one I did? where um the the person from the organization was like did a, you know how they do like a slideshow about the business and it completely kills the vibe of yes. the room yes and then it was like all right and here are some comedians hope they'll be funny we oh. don't know but
0: uh here's the mc i hate that bad vibes I hate that but so
1: much. more importantly but back to your show New it was newcastle
0: comedy club bloody brilliant They're a great mm. club sold out great vibes mm-hmm. it was being filmed as you know for mm-hmm. my you know my special or whatever for mm-hmm. this year you know what it It rocketed along. The the show was just going so well. Even set-ups were getting laughs. The whole thing was going great. I'm at the end Mm. and I'm about to do the finale of the show Mm. and in my head I realise I have not set up the finale of the show at the beginning of oh, the show. Oh, so you
1: didn't, like, mention the no, thing at the start I didn't going to come back at the end? No,
0: I didn't do the that's whole hilarious. premise of the show. Yeah. With, you know, so I actually had to address that with the crowd and went, righto, guys, we've had a great time, haven't we? But what I've realised... <laughs> <laughs>
1: loved that though that would have been they were,
0: they were on board so I then just had to do the beginning bit and then we had to just go through it and it, I think you know it'll we'll fix it in post you know? you can fix
1: everything in post honestly <laughs> I love I fix my whole life in post
0: I yeah I sort of want post now you just know what I mean for my life in the afterlife exactly. being like, oh, that's all wrong yeah <laughs> uh so well, that was a ripper congratulations thank that's and thanks to everyone who came mm. I really my mom Oh, your mum was a legend and her mates. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Yeah, look, truly great people came and I'm so hugely grateful. And, of course, we want them all to come to our uh, split show mm-hmm. and, and our live podcast recording. Absolutely, in, I want to say November. I feel November 5 a is. A Christmas energy. At Newcastle we Comedy. festive earrings. And then also November 17 in Canberra. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, they're on sale now, actually. They, they literally are. Our link tree in our bio of Insta and all that is is uh, indicating that. So, yeah, that's just what I wanted to
1: mention. Good vibes. Sorry, I love your cardigan so much. I Sorry, did we too. didn't do the visual part we of, the start of the show. We're both but in you,
0: green tones today. Yeah, but
1: you know what your cardigan looks like? No. You know when you fly
0: over really lush... Um, fields, fields, and they're different patchwork colours of that's green. It. That that's, is what's there's happening. There's not a better way to describe it. This is a yet. check checkerboard of green, isn't it? I, it? It gives me good feelings. Oh, can I just say one more thing? No, yeah, fair call. Cool. <laughs> I have talked a bit. I did do a YWCA gig. Um, Remind us, it, it, Young Women's Christian Association, that's which right. I think the name needs to change. But whatever, that's just me. I, but um, the name is off-putting. Mm, I know, because we're not Christian, all of us, are we? No. Um, but anyway, and I'm pretty sure they want young people mm. anyway, whatever. They're great, mm. and w- I emceed for them, mm. and I had a bad back. I've still got a sore back, mm. sir. Um, but they were great. Um, they – I did some comedy, but also uh, they had this – I'm just going to put down – can you talk? Pass me, pass um, me your yeah. mic. Oh, what happens if I talk into both of them? Well, I'll...
1: I – okay, I'm, I'm talking into both mics now. Chris's. Okay. So, is that
0: mine? That's yours. So they had these little conversation starters in the in the conference oh, pack, can we and do I some thought of them that now. you might enjoy. Oh, yes, absolutely. And so the theme of the conference was disrupt, and it was about like women who disrupt weddings, the system. Okay. So that it makes it fairer or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Barbenheimer, which side are you on and why? Oppenheimer or Barbie, Barbie. or both? Barbie, I'm sorry. Did you see Oppenheimer? No. <laughs> okay. I rest my case. Next question. Okay. Book or TV recommendation, what are you watching or what have you read recently? And that just reminded me of you. Um, what...
1: Beartown and also a show called
0: The Bear. They're not related at okay. all. Okay, amazing. You're into bears. Mm. Why did you come today? To <laughs> 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 Why does anyone come ever? Just to record a podcast with yeah, my friend Chris exactly. Ryan and also because you make really good coffee. Oh, uh, thank you. It's not a bad one today. But you don't
1: set on fire.
0: Did you know South Australia became the first place in the world to grant women the right to vote and stand for parliament I in 1894? I fucking did because you... we
1: did a story on I know. it. I did a motherfucking story I know. It. It's like mm. it was made. I want to apologise for swearing. This is a family-friendly podcast. I don't think you really podcast.
0: do. I don't think you do so want to you You're flipping a lot of questions there. There's, look, I just want to show you something. Mm-hmm. They had these little – you know I don't like trivia – I do know that. But I think you probably do.
1: How dare you? Oh, you do, don't you? I mean, I like hanging out <laughs> with my friends and if I'm forced to go to trivia. But you know what I don't like? I, I don't mind trivia. I hate everyone else at trivia.
0: Yeah, fair. They're like,
1: oh, actually, you'll find that answer's wrong, like going up yeah. to the quiz master. It's like grow
0: up. Oh, God, yeah. I couldn't stand it. Yeah. Anyway, shall I ask you a uh, a question? Oh, yeah.
1: I'm really good at some things, terrible at others, and All there's right. no middle ground. I'll
0: try and find one that I reckon you're going to have the answer answer no, to. All right. Um, European history, let's go. I'm kidding. No, nah, this is this is more modern. Mm-hmm. Which Australian actress and producer became known for her advocacy for gender equality and was appointed as a UN woman goodwill ambassador in 2014? Is that Nicole Kidman? Wait, I'm giving you its options.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A, Kate Blanchett. B. Nicole Kidman. C. Margot Robbie. D. Naomi Watts. Maybe Naomi Watts. Kate Blanchett. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but you. It, could, it really could have been any. It could have been apart any. Of them. Margot
1: Robbie. I think it was a little too early for her.
0: Absolutely. So
1: anyway, that was. Mm. I think that was a fun. And I only hate of, icebreakers, but they're actually really good not and bad. relevant to the moment. Yeah,
0: I love that. Yeah,
1: Chris, tell I'm me. I'm really excited about my story. Please today. go for it, sir. I really. Are we done with like? Yeah, we're done. Chat?
0: Sorry, Great. I've talked too much. You
1: absolutely, How dare you? How apologize? Okay. On. So, uh, several weeks ago, someone wrote into us about the Titanic, and about uh, the yes. fact that uh, no one believed that Claire. The
0: ship- I mean, not Claire. Um, Carol. Carol. Yeah, that no
1: one believed that the ship broke in half.
0: Yep, because women and children were the witnesses. And
1: so we both have been talking about doing a story about the Titanic. I hate to say it, but I have beat you to it. I'm glad you have. Yep. And this is an absolute doozy. So I have a story and I tried to cut it down, but I actually really want to read the whole thing. Okay. And then I have some great information.
0: Absolutely love this for us.
1: So this is from the Daily Telegraph in Sydney. It's 22nd of April, 1912. Ooh. Page eight for fans. (laughs) And if I struggle to read it, it's because it's very old. Okay. Okay. And this, I believe, is a letter to the editor, and it's called "The Women on the Titanic." Here we go. In all the ghastly story of the loss of the Titanic, nothing stands out more clearly than the chivalrous self-sacrifice of the men in order of the men in order that women might be saved. In accordance with the finest of British traditions, the captain of the doomed vessel gave the order that no men should enter the lifeboats, apart from the officers and sailors necessary for manning them, until all the women had been allotted seats. This we know from the movie. The (laughs) accounts which have been published show that this order was loyally carried out in the main, though a few exceptions were bound to occur in dealing with such a vast mass of people. Apart from those who jumped into the sea when the vessel sank and were then picked up by the boats, and apart from the officers and sailors whose presence in the boats was necessary for their management, comparatively few men have been saved. The great majority of the survivors are women. Husbands and fathers saw their wives and daughters put into the lifeboats and then stood aside themselves in order that other men's wives and daughters should have the first chance of being saved. This is no new thing in Britain's island story. Britain islands- Britain's island story. The same chivalrous devotion was shown when the um, uh, Birkenhead went down and in many many other moments of supreme sea tragedy before and since. Summoned instantly to the crisis, these British and American men did not falter. Passengers and crew alike stood back while the two scanty lifeboats were loaded with women and were pulled away from the great liner that has received her death wound. It was hard to part with the chance of life, harder still to say the agonised farewells to the loved ones who were going away to safety. But those Britons and Americans, with fine loyalty to the chivalrous ideal of their race, faced death like heroes in order that the women might live. They're fucking pressing their point here. Aren't Holy shit's in the story of an unparalleled disaster, which is not without some peculiarly sinister features. Let this at least be remembered with honor and praise. Here we go. You ready? Mm. At the time when feminism and the woman movement uh-huh. are so much in the air, surely this aspect of the Titanic disaster carries its own lesson of significance. It is sometimes and unthinkingly uh, that the age of chival- said that the age of chivalry is past. Passionate and doubtless sincerely self felt protests, a voiced by women themselves against the alleged injustice meted out to their sex by men. A woman who is not infrequently uncharitable, according to men's standards, to individuals of her sex, is commonly a vehement advocate of the merits of that sex in the mass and a demeanour of the treatment accorded by women to men. The story of the loss of the Titanic should silence all such denunciations and seal the lips of the denunciations, showing as it does by the evidence of heroic self-sacrifice on the part of men that women's real strength is in her weakness and in the appeal which that weakness makes to the sex which is stronger." How can women who set themselves up in open hostility to men who foster a hateful sex antagonism by bitter words and threats, who seek to terrorise a legislature composed of men into granting them political power by adopting the strange expedient of breaking men's windows and destroying their property, how can such women expect that under the regime of political equality which they are attempting to obtain by force, they will not lose those very qualities by which the men of the Titanic were swayed when they laid down their lives?' in order that women of the Titanic might escape from the Hungry Sea. His life, after all, is the greatest gift that any man can offer to any woman. Rich men and poor men, the millionaire passenger and the hard-working sailor, rich in nothing save in his pride of manhood, gave up their lives for the sake of women, concerning whom they knew nothing except that they were women." The memory of that sacrifice should do much to clear the vision and curb the reckless tongues of those militant women who refuse to recognise wherein their real strength lies. Wow. So uh, the cliff note there is that um, feminists can
0: shut the fuck up yeah. because men saved women. Because men on the, literally died for them. Uh, yep, on the Titanic. Okay, look, that's um, a, a really – I did not expect that. Mm. I did not expect that angle. Mm-hmm um after the tragedy that unfolded mm. for it to then be a us versus them mm. situation rather than a like why need to say that
1: we always say that these letters are written by matronly matronly women or men which one are you thinking for this one i'm
0: I'm seeing a man mm. yeah yeah i or maybe, you know, you never fucking know. Sometimes mm. women are their worst enemy, you know. I, I actually was just looking through Trove for a Titanic article
1: and I just skimmed through this one and I'm just like, is that? Yeah, okay, great, that's what it's saying. That's actually <laughs> what it's saying. It's yeah. like,
0: shut up. Mm. Look what how many of men died for women they didn't even know. Yeah, and saying. it says that
1: women's strength is in their weakness because it's that weakness that, um, that, that propelled the men to, to save them. Oh, my God. Women's strength is in their weakness.
0: Wow, that is a whole vibe that I was not expecting. Mm, I mean, it's a lot. It and, is and, and I've got lot. some research. Do, do yeah. it. I want to hear it. Uh, because
1: Give... the big question is I was very fascinated by this um, uh, Save the Women and Children thing. Yeah. Right? So that's that's what the Titanic was. It okay. Was like, and so basically, uh, for those of you who don't know, which maybe there are some people, the Titanic sank 15 April 1912, four days into the trip. There were 2,224 people on board. It struck the iceberg. Uh, and I just want to say, upon reading actually the events of, like, beat by beat of what happened, the movie is very accurate. Oh, is it? Very, oh, very. Okay. So you can kind of refer, like, obviously, yeah. like, I don't know about Jack and Rose, but you can kind of refer to the yeah. events of the movie as canon. Amazing. Um Over 1,500 people died. It's still one of the deadliest peacetime sea disasters in human history. Um, so even though it happened so long ago, it's still absolutely massive. Okay. So the women and children first thing, I was like, I wonder if that was a law. That's sort of what led me down this rabbit hole. Mm. Uh, it has no basis in maritime law and is actually based in chivalry, order and decency, considered a law of human nature. Uh, as we all know, early ships had nowhere near enough lifeboats for the people on board. So there was always going to be some sort of moral dilemma over who gets saved when a boat's go- yeah, boat right. goes down. Um, And the first recorded instance of women and children first was all the way back in 1849 on a ship called the Poland. The captain said, quote, let us take care of the women and children first. So the men stayed on board um, and they all died. It was published internationally and considered like a, you know, a hero story sort of thing. It then became more entrenched in practice. I think they mentioned it in that article there, the sinking of the Royal Navy ship H.M. Birkenhead in 1852. It was caught on rocks. Men were put to work and all the women and children on board were saved, along with about 20% of the men. Again, it made for a great news story because, you know, there was these sort of heroic men who died on board. uh, And it also inspired a Rudyard Kipling poem. I'm a bit of a Rudyard Rudyard Kipling fan. It's uh, Soldier Soldier and Sailor 2, if anyone's wondering which poem that was. So it became known as the Birkenhead drill, the whole women and children first thing. That's what it was referred to. Right. Then the Titanic came along next. 74% of women and 52% of children were saved and only 20% of men. Right. The men who survived were actually branded cowards and ostracized. uh, But the whole thing was a mess. Um, As some interpreted the order as only women and children and some interpreted as women and children and then spare spaces went to men, Mm. which actually resulted in – a lot of the lifeboats going out half full oh, because no. all the women and children were sort of there yeah. and there were men there and they're like, well, you can't go on. So then, you know, it was oh, – there was no. just places and places and places full. In the movie actually it's kind of portrayed as the rich people don't want to be crowded on the boat, but I don't think that's actually what yeah, happened. Yeah, right. I think it was just sheer oh. and utter confusion. Um, but uh, there was a groundbreaking stu- study done recently by two men whose names I will not um, – uh, even try and pronounce uh, from, I think they're from Norway, Sweden. Um, they said the survival of women and children over men in maritime disasters is actually a myth and that the Titanic is an exception. They analysed 18 major maritime disasters and found that 18% of women survived as opposed to 35% of men. Uh, in these disasters, only five of the 18 captains prioritised the rescue of women and children. Um, And basically what it comes down to is it's the captain's decision. Oh, okay. So it's not law, it's not anything, it's the captain. So if the captain decides that women and children go first, that's what happened. Um, With Captain Smith of the Titanic, he actually said he would shoot any man who tried to board a lifeboat and that's why. Oh, shit. Mm. And that's why so many women and children went out men men were actually afraid to go on because they thought they'd get shot. What a great amount of research, Sarah. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, (laughs) And I've written down here from my research, most other disasters are a, quote, every person for themselves vibe.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: In conclusion, there's no legal basis for women and children first. Uh, Fun fact, the International Maritime Organization now has a code of conduct and there needs to be 125% lifeboat capacity now. So this problem should theoretically never happen again. Okay. So you have, for whatever number of passengers you have on board, you have to have another
0: 25%. Love. So no one needs to do the whole, like, I'm going to shoot you if you get on a lifeboat. Maybe that explains why the only time I've ever been on a cruise ship and I Mm. had a window, Mm. that window looked at and a lifeboat.
1: Oh, there'd be so many. But I, with the Titanic, they thought they were like unesthetic.
0: Yes, well they are. They're a real. <laughs> <laughs>
1: did you complain? Were you like, hey, can we lose some of the lifeboats? Yeah, so can we I can drop see? this
0: fucking lifeboat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the ocean. Wait, what did it? What did it look like? I don't. I wouldn't be able to tell you what a life like. What did it look like?
0: Uh, it, it was like a. It had a like roof a, to it. Like you know, a dinghy, like it was quite large. Mm. I, I would say sitting outside your room. It was literally hanging outside my window. <laughs> it's like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I kind of, I don't know what I
1: thought, but I thought they would be like inflatable or something. No, now. it
0: was, it was big and kind mm. of wooden, I okay. think, you know, it was a proper, or maybe even like, you know, plastic or when something. When you looked at it,
1: were you like, I wouldn't, that looks.
0: No, it looked, it looked sturdy as hell and okay. it had like a roof to it and stuff. It looked like you could be safe in that for a few days. Okay. That yeah. was not the vibe on the Titanic. No, probably um, not
1: uh uh yeah 125% beyond that no specific groups of passengers are prioritized evacuation should allow everyone to survive um, and the last thing I will say is that Ed Gallier, an evacuation specialist, said that his research shows that people tend to be more selfless than selfish during oh. evacuations, which I thought was nice. That's
0: nice. As
1: part of his research, he interviewed over – so he did research and I did research. Yes. In his research, he interviewed <laughs> over 300 survivors of the World Trade Centre. Oh. Um, he describes women and children first as a Hollywood notion. Right. And I will end with this. He said that women don't need help just because they're women. It's more important to identify the people who need help. That's important and that's what people do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, wow, powerful, f- mm. powerful.
1: Because I was like, it's such, I think Titanic popularised it, the women and children first yep. thing, and I was like, I wonder if that's law, never law. How interesting. Just based on whoever the captain is at the time.
0: Yeah, well, I can imagine too, though, uh, that in that era certainly, and perhaps even exists today, I, I don't know, I'm not a bloke, as as you might have noticed. Um, mm. Unfortunately, I, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that there is probably a prevailing feeling that you're meant to be chivalrous, you know, I reckon there, there is among a certain, um, cohort. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So, I, so I, don't I, think, know what I think of it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what I think of it either. And I, I really like that statement at the end that you said mm. there, which is the people who need help because women there will don't be need help because they women. No, mm. there will be people with disabilities. There will mm. be a blind man. You know, like kids generally always. Yeah, will need help exactly. Kids. And yeah. then also when you think about the World Trade Center and mm. the, the stairwells mm. and stuff, I mean. Mm. you know, falling over and things, mm. you know, people need help when that mm-hmm. happens and it, it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, over you, 300 survivors. God. And that, that was the prevailing sentiment that people help people. Who people need help. help people who need Which help. help. Which I think
1: is like a, a very yeah. nice message to come out of it, horrific.
0: Oh, man, um, what a powerful journey you've taken us on today, Sarah Gore. Yeah,
1: so that's I, that's just something. I, I don't know if that's widely known, but I didn't know the history of women and children first, so there you go. No, share me that, either. Share
0: that one at a dinner party. Oh, I do like it. So the blokes at the table can be like, oh, well. No. Dropped some knowledge here today, Sarah Gould. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, uh, I'm most impressed. Thank you. I just um, got really, you know, when you. It makes me want to watch Titanic again, to be honest.
1: I actually watched Titanic recently and I've got, <laughs> I've got to tell you whenever, and I, I don't think I'm unique in this, but you know, when you see like the cruise ships at, um, and it literally gives me like the ick right now, but you know, when you see like a cruise ship in the harbour or one of the coal ships mm. or whatever, I have such a fear of the underside of boats.
0: Yes.
1: Like, and so in Titanic, it is everyone's worst, or well mine, and I'm sh- I'm sure it's a very common fear. In Titanic, that horrific scene where it's going down and the entire ship goes vertical. Yeah. And then sinks and you see the, like, I'm like, that to me is just about as scary as life gets.
0: Oh, really? Mm. The underside of ships scare you. Yeah. Wow. That is an unexpected fear. Like things that shouldn't be seen right. with the human eye. Yeah. Look, me in a bikini. No, I, I <laughs>
1: She's back. There we go. I knew you'd
0: get cross at me for that. <laughs> I've had friends tell me they listen to this podcast and they find it really amusing how you shut me down when I start doing self-loathing stuff. I <laughs> will
1: continue to do. I'm doing God's
0: I know. Work. I know. And you do. You are doing the Lord's work. That is, that is terrific. We will have a little break, Busy shall break? we? Busy okay. Break. Okay. God bless. Okay, I think we're back. I just
1: wanted to say that Chris bullied me during the break.
0: Oh, well, you got a text message, which is not on, and then, of course, we find out it's from your boyfriend, the the library. (laughs) (laughs) Saying that one of my books is available. Marrickville Library? No, Canterbury Library. Canterbury Library. Yeah,
1: the bookbinder of Jericho.
0: I'm very excited. Okay. Shut up. Shut shut (laughs) up yourself. All right, this is – this is from the Australian Women's Mirror, twenty second of March, nineteen twenty seven, page thirty. For the fans, um, turns to page
1: thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's reading along at home.
0: That's funny. That is funny. That is funny. That's right, a good you image. Use isn't that in your little comedy sketch. I can put that in my little show. Can kind I of my skits? <laughs> put it in your little comedy concert. <laughs> You can use that one for your little show. oh your little show. Okay. This uh, this is called, the title and y- you always make fun it, of my titles. It- it's not that long. It's not that long, okay? It's not 800 words. The Off-Colour Feeling Ooh, by Janine Jouet.
1: Bloody relatable. Let's
0: go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Am I right, fellas? Okay, here we go. I'm ready. Hi, I've got the blues. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not, that's not a punchline. Oh, that's just me talking. I haven't read the article yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, one else expected? <laughs> Hi, I've got the blues. I don't know what's the matter with me, but I feel like screaming. I know it could be me writing it. It really could.
1: When are you going to um read the article? About <laughs> <laughs> a thing. <laughs> no, you can chuck that one in your show love. <laughs> That'll be funny.
0: I mean one of your sketches. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mm-mm. women go through the year without saying or thinking something like that. Um, I don't know what that. That's a bad sentence, but that's what it, they yeah, gave. We don't me. need to. Yeah, usually the depression is most common about the end of summer when the results of the heat are making themselves felt, and of course when we are overburdened with this nobody loves me, least of all myself feeling. I'm hard relating to this, <laughs> except I wouldn't say summer. I would say winter. But anyway, um, uh, we are more than likely very trying to those around us. There are two causes of this off-colour feeling. Either one has not enough to do and needs an interest that will occupy one's mind, mm-hmm. or one is suffering for having done too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sarah just took a photograph of me looking like an old lady with uh, a blanket Sarah, on my knees. Pants. I'm
1: putting that straight Oh, on okay, Instagram.
0: great. Um, so do you – I'm going to stop and, and mm. go during it's, this because there's, there's too much going on. Yeah. So I just want to ask you, mm. do you agree that there's usually two causes for this off-colour feeling? Mm. You either don't have enough to do or too much to do. I reckon that's got some fucking legs.
1: I reckon it's got – yeah, <laughs> I reckon it's got a couple, of, a couple of legs and a couple of arms <laughs> and an attitude.
0: Um. Uh, which one okay which one do you relate to the most I mean I would
1: say too much to do is more panicky than depression yeah not enough to do I I don't remember ever not having enough to do in recent years I have so
0: much to do that I avoid all the time
1: yeah I would say it's um they said something about the season thing
0: yeah I get like Seasonal affective disorder? Seasonal
1: affective disorder. For me, it's not at the end of summer because I love winter
0: because I'm, oh. a, I'm a child
1: of the cold. Okay. Um, not a cult, just a – I like cold <laughs> The occult. Yeah. Um, but I would say more I think the worst sadness is at the end of a really good holiday.
0: Maybe that's why I'm feeling bad. Mm. Um, okay. If the latter, which is um, if you've done mm. too much, mm. the best remedy – Is what, Sarah? Cocaine. Rest. Okay. If possible, spend a whole day. I love this. I love this advice and Mm. I stand by it. If possible, spend a whole day in bed. Oh, yes. Or at least go to bed early every night and cut out amusements. (laughs) (laughs) A trouble with these off-colour times is that while they persist, a woman's appearance does not aid her in bucking up. What does so that So mean? that means like you, you look shit, love, and it's not going to make you feel better if you look shit. Oh. Because it, remember, this is the thing we must remember, Sarah, mm. no matter how you feel as a woman, it's important that you fucking look good. Mm-hmm. Um, We've but, never had that
1: problem. We look great all the
0: time. <laughs> exactly. The eyes become heavy and dark ringed. The hair gets dull and lank. The complexion becomes muddy. The wisest thing to do is ask a chemist for a good blood and nerve tonic. <laughs> Yuck. And take it you, regularly. Sorry, I'm just like, I'm picturing it being made out of
1: blood. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> like, I know. It's gross. It's weird and yuck. Uh, and take it regularly according to the directions and at the same time cutting out some activities. Interesting. This is the most mixed bag of it's advice. It's so mixed fad. When going out, before dressing, try to spend at least fifteen minutes in a darkened room, lying down with all muscles relaxed. That sounds actually really good. Except if I did that, I would never. I would not leave. I would, the leave. I would yeah, be I'd there. Cancel the
1: plans exactly.
0: <laughs> then rub. Oh, you're going to fucking love this. Oh my God. Tune in, fam. Then rub the beaten white of an egg into the skin of the neck and face and take a pleasantly warm bath in which bath salts have been dissolved. If you have no bath salts, use half a cup of common cooking salt. Sorry, wouldn't the egg cook in the hot water? I feel like you'd smell like... Wouldn't you have cooked egg on eggs. Follow this with a shower and a brisk rub down, spray beneath the armpits with eau de cologne and dab the face with an extract of witch hazel or equal quantities of eau de cologne and water. Lie down again for at least 10 minutes. What the fuck? I know, this sounds like horse shit. This, lie this down. is four hours of, <laughs> of activities. Like, I would have to have these instructions written out yeah. for me. Um, lie down again for at least 10 minutes before dressing. But don't make the mistake of not allowing yourself plenty of time in which to dress. Also, do not forget to apply a good vanishing cream to the skin before putting on powder. If your eyes look are looking tired and dull, bathe them with boracic lotion one teaspoon of boracic to a point of water do this before lying down prior to the bath and while lying down keep a cool damp bandage over the eyes when nearly dressed take as a tonic one teaspoon of sal volatile in a wine glass of water drink it slowly if you feel that our depression is the result of you not having enough to do cultivate a hobby the choice is very wide can you believe this is how we talk to people with depression? Oh my god, back in what yeah, is it?
1: But you know what I, 19, I don't get? It's like have a like 27. it's like egg, bath, shower, lie, lie down. down. Like why is there so many <laughs> fucking steps?
0: It sounds like voodoo to me. Um, <clears throat> according to an acknowledged authority on such matters the girl to whom these doll-like features belong is the venus of the 20th century. Oh, I don't know. That must be a different story. But anyway, that's it. It's just you That, read, that felt like a decisive that's conclusion. A, it's a di- then, yeah. different thing. Mm. Uh, and then there was... On the same page, There were they had some recipes for an egg shampoo, for example. That just... That sounds... An it would egg, cook in your hair. I swear to God, it would cook shampoo. in your hair. So, I mean, I just don't know. I mean, I don't think it's particularly terrific to have depression at any time of, you know, like, era. Mm. I do feel like back then... To be told, if you're really at your wits end, oh, lie down, hun. Um No,
1: so what you've got to do, it's really simple. Lie down for 15 minutes in the dark <laughs> and put some egg on your neck. Have a bath with some like weird salt in there. Uh, have a pleasant bath and then have a shower and then dab this weird crap on your eyes. Yeah. Lie down again and then get ready, but don't take too long. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. What? I know. Is it just saying that you need a routine? Because routines really.
0: Maybe it's like tricking you into thinking these things will work. You know, like mm. like uh, what's it called? Placebo. Like face masks. Yeah. I'm sure like, they don't do anything. Like, but they feel good. They do feel good. And I often look at my skin and go, I think I've lost a wrinkle. That's great. <laughs>
1: And that's just not because you're not frowning. Yeah, well, and then you frown. You're like, oh, there it is. I did
0: have a friend once give me a beautiful face massage, mm-hmm. um, and and she pressed my my cross cross lines in between my eyebrows, mm-hmm. the the lines that exist because I frown a lot and mm-hmm. look cross. Uh, she pressed them for ages, and I reckon she got rid of one for about five minutes. <laughs>
1: For that five minutes, I looked fifteen years ago. Miranda Kerr, <laughs> literally um, Miranda Kerr getting groceries.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I I I can't help but think uh, it's best that we have better information these days about depression.
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh. And also, like, just um, go see a therapist.
0: Well, yeah. yeah. Mm. You don't need a bath. You need therapy. You do mind you. I don't know if my therapist is registered with Medicare. <laughs>
1: Wait, your current one? Is she a fan of the podcast? Hopefully not. Just email us, Chris, and (laughs) let us know. (laughs)
0: Because I have paid three bills and got no money back from my gov, and I've submitted them all, and I'm just Have you asked her? I haven't. She's like, I don't know what Medicare get up to. (laughs) Chris, that,
1: Chris, what? You know that you're not getting anything back off Medicare, right?
0: I I, I should be because it. I should be, but so I need to. I think she has to do a there's thing. There's a whole process I need to go through. I was on the phone to Medicare for half an hour and then I just hung up because I lost the filter.
1: <laughs> had you talk to someone or were you just listening to the weird music? I was music? listening to
0: the weird music. Oh, for
1: half an hour. For half an oh, hour. no,
0: that's fair. Do client. you know what I noticed? I thought you meant you just hung up on a conversation. No, no, no. No, no I didn't reach anyone. Are you mm. kidding? I think you have to give half half your life away mm. to speak to anyone at Medicare these days. But um, I did notice that they have diversified the music on hold. It's not the weird. Bam. It's. Oh, yeah. Well, what I noticed was there was some Chinese music in there. Okay. And I thought, good, so there should be, you know, um, because I've definitely only heard white-hold music.
1: (laughs) What is white-hold
0: music? I think we all know what it is. Are you. Sarah's wishing she could disappear down a hole because she thinks I'm problematic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, we can leave that. <laughs> I stand no, by I,
1: it. I really want to know what white hole music is. Well,
0: I'll, next time I hear Do some.
1: Do you mean Muzak? Like boring? Like, yeah. collection like, like, music. Um, like like uh, kind of Schubert and Brahms done on a MIDI keyboard? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, great. Okay, yeah. well, that, that's that checks white. out. Yeah, yeah, that's good and even then you still couldn't find yourself holding for
0: no I, no i gave it half an hour i had to go somewhere you know so it's like i can't give you my whole life
1: I mean give them a buzz and like just check if she's a licensed therapist.
0: <laughs> Do you know what? I don't really I wouldn't care if, <laughs> if it wasn't seen, the money.
1: Does she have a website? Have you seen any like yes. certificates behind her on the wall? Oh yes. They always hang out their certificates.
0: Um, I don't think I've seen certificates, but I, I, there is a website and there's and certainly my GP recommended her and she is great. Okay. I just wouldn't mind getting some money back. I'm a little concerned.
1: Yeah, but I don't too. know what Medicare's me too. up to, doesn't
0: Me either. Me. <laughs> Oh, man. Or does she
1: think Medicare is like a scam?
0: <laughs> no, I don't know. I, but it, is, it has been a quandary of late for me. Mm. So even like in this modern day, you know, perhaps I do need to have a bath. Do you need
1: to be- go and see a second therapist about your first therapist? <laughs> I think I need anyone. to
0: put some egg on my neck and lie in the yeah, dark.
1: Just, just as they say, put some egg on your neck and lie in the dark. As <laughs> the old wives tale Oh, goes. my God. Thrilled to be making my debut in Ad Corner this week. Great. Yep. Uh, I just, uh, I was looking for an unhinged ad and I found one. This is, of course, for a medical product. Uh, I'm sure it's very much run by all the health federations. Um, it uh, it appears like an article, but you know those articles, and they're increasing on the internet now where it looks like an article. It's actually an ad. Clickbait. Yep. It's, so this is clickbait from uh, the Mercury in Tasmania in 1929. And this ad is called What Women in Their 40s Need.
0: Oh, hit me.
1: Listen up, everyone. Many women approach the critical changing period of their lives that comes between the ages of 40 and 50 quite unmindful of its tremendous importance to their future health and happiness. I'm going to try and read this like an ad. Okay. Not understanding the functional changes taking place in their bodies. They work beyond their strength, often break down, become nervous wrecks. (laughs) (laughs) Their bodies suffering with fatigue and their weakened nerves trembling at every step. I'm feeling attacked. Okay. (laughs) I want to apologize on behalf of (laughs) this article. Often in their weakened condition, capillary hemorrhage becomes excessive. This added drain compelling them to take their bed to their beds from nervous exhaustion. Actually sounds pretty good. What these women need is something that will instantly relieve the pressure on the overworked nerve centers and give them vitality to stand up under the grueling strain. Wonderfully effective results are often given in such conditions by the simple use of phosphorated iron. A skillful combination of six of the best nerve vitalizing elements known to modern chemistry. These little tablets contain no dangerous habit forming drugs and are entirely harmless harmless for their action. Thousands of women can testify that phosphorated iron helps strengthen the jaded nerves, revive the tired brain, and put the energy and courage into the body that enable one to stand up under the unusual strain of the changing period. Phosphorated iron has to do these things, or it costs nothing, as all leading chemists sell it on the maker's positive guarantee of relief, or your money back.
0: Oh my goodness. Mm. I don't know. There's some some people have too much iron in their blood. Did you know that? That's I a know, condition. What yeah. happens then? Well, you can't have too much iron. Or it'll bloody kill you. Oh my god! So <clears throat> you know what I'm really obsessed with what? in this
1: era is uh, the uh,
0: constant talk of women's nerves. I know.
1: Like it's very. It's because they Austin. had the shit. It's very uh, Jane Austen. It's like my poor nerves. Well, like very much
0: that they, they were miserable because mm. lives were unfair. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's uh, this idea that we can fix women. By not giving them, you know, <laughs> the same rights or <laughs> pay. No, or have
1: this tablet, mate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just shut up and have this, yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, it's referring to
1: menopause, is that? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, but like yeah. it's all very veiled language because oh you God. can't use. But
0: honestly, no one knows anything. Like mm. I, I went to a lecture on, on the menopause in, you... my, in the YWCA thing that I was attending. Oh. Yeah, you know, I was, I was paid to be there, so I went. Um, Wait,
1: was it like a convention
0: It was a day-long, like, conference where there were speakers, really impressive women speaking. Great. Like, fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, well. Um, But, like, there was a data specialist. There was a woman who had run government departments – and who now runs Charles Sturt University. Oh, like, gosh. it was so impressive. Legit. These were banger women. Like, mm-hmm. and took Q- Q&As as well. Oh, love that. Um, and one of the interesting things I remember that this woman who used to run government departments, Renee Leon, her name mm-hmm. is, um, she, she was asked, like, how do you, how do we advocate for women in the workplace, you know, mm-hmm. without sounding annoying or, you know, risking becoming that person, you mm-hmm. know. She was like, one of the tricks – she well she said always collaborate always find a collective to to join like join the union join the women's uh, advocacy team or whatever there is mm-hmm. there will be more than you with this problem so mm-hmm. so activate a community mm-hmm. and don't do it alone that mm-hmm. was good advice but then also she was like one of the tricks is um it's well rep- uh, reported that men can more easily shut down women if they sound like women, mm-hmm. but if you mimic men mm-hmm. apparently in the workplace mm-hmm. and so you speak slowly as if you expect to be heard and mm-hmm. you lower your voice and mm-hmm. you just – they find it hard to interrupt you mm-hmm. or take credit for your thoughts apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so for her to say that, like it's one thing for me to say that and guess it, mm-hmm. but she said it works. Mm-hmm. And then this other interesting woman who spoke, and I know I'm just going off on tangents here, but its I think it's pertinent, don't you?
1: Absolutely. Um Stop apologising for talking.
0: Okay, I know. Isn't that funny? We literally have a podcast <laughs> where we're meant the to entire talk. Entire
1: thing of this podcast. Fuck's sake! Talking. I don't know what's
0: wrong with me. I need some nerve There's tonic.
1: Wrong with it. Um, <laughs> you know what you need? You need some fucking
0: phosphorated <laughs> iron, mate. Phosphorated iron and some neck egg. <laughs> 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 no, go and lie down in the dark for fifteen I minutes. I fucking will, don't you worry. Soon as you're gone, I love shutting the blind and lying in there. <laughs> Yeah, this other woman, she Mm. led the campaign to have this family of refugees, Tamil refugees, stay in Bilawila where they had been living. Remember Remember that return to Bilow campaign? Mm -hmm. She is a trauma counsellor who works for herself. um, And she, even though she had has extreme social anxiety and is an introvert. She taught herself to stand up and talk in front of national and international media and repeatedly to people in power with the photo of this family in her hand to remind her it's not about her, it's about them.
1: Literally, like that. public speaking is a common worst fear but that truly sounds like it would be her actual like... Yeah, it was her worst fear fear and
0: and she did it, Mm. you know. And... She she too said it's a small group of people will mm. ch- will change the world. That's incredible. You just need a small motivated group and you can change the world.
1: That must have been. So wait, important question. At the menopause oh, yeah. talk, did they mention phosphorated iron? They did not mes- mention okay, well, phosphorated iron. Not legit. But not there,
0: legit. Was, there was a lot of, you know, like, uh, look, you know, because G- it was a really brilliant woman, GP, speaking. Oh, God, she said some interesting stuff, Sarah. Yeah, like
1: what?
0: Well, she said that women doctors are leaving in droves because they are always the ones to handle the really difficult stuff that is actually paid less under Medicare, so mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is paid less. They get less in the pocket after Medicare than you would for like a a cornea operation or immunizations. Oh. Yeah, so 50 bucks uh in the pocket after perhaps talking to someone who's a DV survivor. Mm-hmm. 500 if you immunize someone. 1500 if you do a cornea operation or something so i Barbs I are off there. it's just and that's why the system is is rigged against women because mm. people have a bias thinking mm. that women doctors are going to be easier to talk to and she mm. said she's literally had people say to her in her career of three decades oh i didn't want to bother dr michael with this i just th- I'm, I'm feeling a bit off color I'd, i just thought i'd talk to you about my feelings you know, and like she's a mental health expert so she's quite happy to deal with their feelings mm. but this idea that men don't want to be bothered with that, men mm. doctors don't need to be bothered with that.
1: Yeah. No, if you break your bone, go see one of the fellas. Oh, my I was, God. Oh, wow. I right? I thought that, hadn't, that thought had not even crossed my mind Me either. Really and
0: yeah, mm. tragic that mm. women are actually leaving the profession thinking it's their fault when in fact the whole system is, <sighs> is kind of rigged against.
1: One of us should do a thing mm. on – like, weren't, I, I wouldn't know anything about the history of women doctors.
0: No, that's an interesting one. Right. It sounds like you are, you're so up for research projects, aren't I love you? love research. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, there we go. That was, Oh, uh, I was
1: also going to say, and this is not related to anything, yeah. um, so grab your phosphorated iron from Chemist Works. Um, <laughs> uh, and I was also going to say, it just reminded me, uh, something that I forgot to say is because you went to the – convention thing i went to a talk at the opera house me and my dad went um it was uh chris masters and nick mckenzie who were the journalists who exposed ben robert smith oh and uh they have both released books so it was sort of part of a a book thing but basically they were interviewed by this really senior editor at the city morning herald and the three of them were just on stage for like an hour and a half oh my god just talking about this whole journalist investigation (sighs) they went through across A number of years, they were absolutely harangued by Ben Robert Smith people. They went to Afghanistan to find witnesses. Like, it's just crazy. It was just a really, really interesting...
0: You know what's hot? Uh, mm? Investigative journalists.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Right? Absolutely. Following... The dogged pursuit of the truth. Yeah. And it just... It was such a um, even though obviously I mean you're a, you you're trained as a journalist I'm not a journalist myself so I probably don't even understand half the things that are involved but it was just so inspiring to see someone who uh, just didn't give up on yeah. the thing and to such extraordinary results.
0: Man, mm. that is a cool lecture.
1: Mm, it was. It wasn't even a lecture. It no. was like they just they they sat there in chairs with glasses of water and were asked. And then it just what reminded me was you said they did a Q and A thing, and I cringe at Q and As because people use it as an opportunity to talk into the microphone. it's five so minutes. annoying but these were banger questions yeah great like a lot of kids like younger people like maybe teenagers got up um, and were like what would you do different that was the question <laughs> whereas like i remember i went to a um i'm so off topic now but i went to um a talk with aaron sorkin who wrote the west wing mm-hmm. uh and they unfortunately opened that up to q a's and people <laughs> used it as an opportunity to be like well in the second episode of the west wing there's this moment we're like explaining oh. his own show back to him god <laughs> Oh, so anyway, I just wanted to say, um, really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's
0: not bad going out and hearing people talk about stuff they know about, is it, Sarah?
1: More interesting if it's something you know nothing about. Yeah, totally. Like, I wouldn't know anything about being a GP or being a yeah. journalist, but it's just so interesting. And also watching people who are passionate about what they talk about, no matter what it is, is fascinating.
0: Yeah. Mm. True that. Great. All right. Well, that's that. Now, Sarah, I think we've come to the point in the podcast where I ask you what your pants moment is.
1: Uh, well, I don't need to ask you because I already know. Yeah, it was the new, Newcastle thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have been, uh, doing a lot of writing recently and I think my collective pants moment mm. is, um, you know, as, as we were literally talking about before we started recording, when you have to do something, like you'll do anything else yeah, but totally. that thing. And so I had to do this and I just sat down and I did it and I find myself writing in like five hour stretches oh my God. cause like, and I like, will, will will like sit and like work on this thing and then I'll look up and it's like dark, Yeah, like one of those kind of moments. So That's I'm really incredible. proud of like how I have yeah, committed. been disciplined in working on this, bravo! Which is not something that comes particularly naturally to me. It's brilliant. Mm, thank you.
0: Yeah, that's great. Mm. Good one. Um, we haven't been getting as much pants mail, and I wonder if it's as we've discussed. You hate us. It, it, yeah, everyone hates us. No, it's because possibly we haven't been mentioning that we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. We've just left it up to this fancy thing that we've got at the end of the podcast. Mm. Um, Which is like
1: our closing credits. Yeah. But we love getting your emails, we love getting your messages. Chris and Weatherpants at gmail.com. Send us or, a message. Or at Chris and Sarah Tell us your pants moment. Tell us your pants moment. Tell us what you think of um uh the egg neck. Yeah, uh, any licensed therapists
0: who listen, tell us what you think of that. Or tell us um any article that you've come across that fires your fires you up. Tell us your favourite Titanic facts, love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well um, I reckon that's about the... That's the size of it, isn't it? That's about the size of it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. Have a great week. See you next time. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening. This episode was mastered by Tim Duck at Verse Productions. Music by Yosef K and artwork by Century Comedy. Our podcast is hosted on Acast. Articles are sourced online through Trove at the National Library of Australia. Sources are listed in the episode notes. Send your pants moments, article suggestions,
1: or miscellaneous thoughts to Chris and Sarah at gmail.com.
0: Follow us on Instagram at Chris and Sarah Wear the pants, or on our own accounts at Christine Ryan Comedy or Empire of Gaul, G-A-U-L. Thanks.